outside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kohler Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, live and in person in the Roloff and Nomova Pavilion, I've got Harry Everett and making his Always Look on the Bright Side of Life debut. We have got the assistant editor of the Wisden Almanac and a lifelong Somerset supporter, Kit Harris. Answered the call last minute, Kit, after a combination of uh, presidents off on their birthdays. Happy birthday to, uh, uh, I nearly said South Devon CC, that's my cup, Somerset CCC. <laughs> President Sir Peter Wanless, who is um, um, today, uh, but welcome along, Kit Harris. Thanks very much for the offer. And how the devil are you? Very well, feeling very comfortable. Same as everyone should be in Somerset because we're we've survived and we're all right, aren't we? You should have announced that he's an Iceland international chef. You missed one of his titles there. Well, I didn't tell him that. I didn't <laughs> think it was that important. An Iceland international. You surely knew that. Well, I, I knew you were involved in uh, with Icelandic cricket a bit, uh, Kit, but I didn't know you were, you were a full international. I'm not sure that I want people to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed it's to say a... that, dare I say, if Shep lived in Iceland, he'd be campaigning to get in the Iceland international team? Was that <laughs> disrespectful to the legends of Reykjavik? It is a bit, it's a mixed blessing being a mediocre cricket with, cricketer with a Crick Info page. There's one match on my Crick Info page, and the bowling figures are not glamorous. Was that played at the place where I commentated from? No, that was in Malta, Iceland ah. against Hungary. Oh, one over for one over for fourteen, and that was me done. Oh no, who was the captain that day? Oh, that was Nolan Williams, but okay. he took me off, and so would I have. Brutal. Did not go well. <laughs> um, do what? Do we need to ask? Are oh, you not off to India then in a couple of weeks? Did I? Did I? How did the Icelandic uh, World Cup qualifying <laughs> campaign go? Or is it, is it best left unsaid? They're, they're still uh, not allowed in the ICC, not until they get all their boxes ticked. Oh, for this bloody paperwork. It's uh, bureaucracy gone mad. We could spend an hour talking about Icelandic cricket, but we better get back to something. <laughs> to be fair, I think this is our 100th episode, so we could, or 99th, or 101st. I'm not quite sure what it is. I got Tom Abel on last week yeah. under somewhat false pretenses. Long story short, iTunes says we got, we've done 99 episodes. Podbean, our service provider, says we're up to 100 uh, I haven't got a clue which one's which, and I do not intend to sit there ticking off every single episode one by one. And I believe we're just uh, being joined by the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, dialing in from uh, one, dialing in from one of the most luxurious hotels in the West Midlands, by the looks of it. Eighteen-hole Championship standard golf course, full Olympic-sized swimming pool, spa. Is that about right, Gibbo? No. Oh. We're in the. I'm in the middle of. This Don't tell the him, Gibbo. You get all the groupies coming over after play. <laughs> Learn. I'm surrounded, surrounded by students. I'm right in the middle of Birmingham University. Oh, happy days. Oh, I think I stayed yeah. there on finals day evening actually. Alex Davison yeah. had a room in there and invited me back to his. You know, the best photographer in the country invited me back to his room. I couldn't say no, could I? So. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's perfectly comfortable. But the nearest pub is bloody miles away. <laughs> You want to have a word with your PA, Gibber? This is not good enough. Uh, we got Kit Harris joining us uh, on a, making his uh, always look on the bright side of life debut, Gibbo. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I know Kit. I've worked with him many times. He's a closet Somerset supporter. Not very closet it's, anymore. Yeah, the, the closet, the lock on the closet has been a bit <laughs> for some years. Well. I, I am remaining steadfast in that the only non-Somerset CCC supporter to ever appear on this podcast will be our unofficial nemesis, Mr. Topley. Hello to you, Don, if you're listening. Um, right, what should we talk about? I suppose we should probably talk about, uh, as you alluded to a bit earlier, Kit, that Somerset are now officially 100% mathematically uh, safe from relegation after securing the... Uh, points they needed to avoid the dreaded drop in a rain-affected draw against Kent uh, at the Cooper Associates County Ground uh, this week. If you uh, missed uh, much of the game, uh, Somerset were stuck into bat uh, 
racked up 404 for four declared hundreds for Tom Lamanby and Lewis Goldsworthy and a rampage from TKC 68 not out off just 31 balls two fours and eight sixes most of them into the uh, museum car park and uh, yeah yeah I fetched one of them didn't I see that ship yeah, I did see that. You I should have kept that. it. Because like, they probably well, was, weren't looking for it. I was tempted, and Daniel Bell Drummond's shouted back, I think it was right next to Gibbo and Annie when they were commentating. And I chucked the ball back on, and he goes, I hope you scuffed up one side, because we're not doing very much with it, with it at the moment. We could do it with some help, he says. Yeah, uh, slightly... You were tempted to do what that, uh, what that man did in South Africa. What, shove it down his pants or his pint? The ball went into the, ball went into the crowd... Uh, South Africa Australia game last month, and in the few moments that the spectator had it in his hands, he got out a sharpie and he autographed it. Oh, I did threw see it back that. The pit, yes. And the umpires had to change the ball. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> that was brilliant thinking. I missed that. Who was on top at the time? Presumably, not Australia. South, well, not Africa, South Africa did well in that series, really well actually. But they've lost Norkia for the World Cup, haven't they? And at Magala, so they've lost two of their seamers. So, like Lizard Williams, former Northampton man, is probably going to struggle. But yeah, Tom Colder Campbell celebrating his uh, call up to uh, what are we call them? The England Lions or the England Lion Cubs or England County, C or D uh, or County Select Eleven? Yeah. <laughs> it, is um, t- it is officially England. I'm going mm. tomorrow. I'm going out to Bristol to watch. I'd like to yeah. see Ireland do well, to be honest with you. I'd love to see Lorcan Tucker or Paul Sterling get a big hundred. With TKC playing, obviously, because it's it, it's funny that he's called up to this this squad. He's got to get a game if he's called up because this isn't Craig Overton didn't. Well, Craig Overton did about four or five years ago. That was the T Twenty series against South Africa, where one of the games was at Taunton, in front of his home crowd. Was promised he was going to be playing, and uh, yeah, then didn't play. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still sore about that. But anyway, you know, we we know how they treat us both in the West Country. But yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, that was the depleted Kent bowling attack. I know they were were tired and knackered, and it was pretty flat out there. But bloody hell, he smoked it. I want to say I don't want to degenerate from his, or, but Dan is not. But I think that's the weakest Division One bowling attack I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I mean Kent injuries, no Quinn. No Gilchrist. Hogan went down after 11.2 overs. And bizarrely, they didn't play either spinner. I know it was green, but Nijar mm. and Chahal had done really well the week before. So I think they missed a trick there. And Daniel Bell Drummond had to bowl so many overs on the first day. And yeah, poor old Jazz Singh is young lad and, and you're at young lads. Inexperienced, aren't they? And you, you could tell. Yeah. I was yeah. at Canton uh, this afternoon. And it looks like the groundsman's been asked to prepare a turner and they're going to play both spinners so maybe they've learned that yeah fair play to them good on them I'd, I'd like to see Chihal and Nijar bowling well yeah Kent obviously they got Lancashire so they'll be missing Tom Hartley uh-huh. who's, who's with England the full England side giver sorry about that uh, yeah. so you would think that um, yeah could possibly play into their hands because they you know they, they do need a result to stay ahead of Middlesex Gibbo, you must be feeling pretty happy after speaking to Abel last week and saying that Luke Goldsworthy's got to play, Banton's got to play, and you should be opening, Tom. Luke Goldsworthy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm but, glad he did, and, and they made a very good opening. It was the best opening partnership of the season, wasn't it? It 70. was. Yep, yeah, although Tom, Tom Abel only got 20, I thought he could, made a big contribution to Tom Lamaby's innings. I think the pair of them bat well together. I think the fact that Tom is out there with Tom Lamaby gives him a bit of confidence, a bit of reassurance, which he lacks with, you know, someone as, as uh, he's not so familiar with at the other end as, as Sean Dixon, someone who isn't getting any runs either. So I hope, I hope that Tom Abel opens again against Warwickshire tomorrow. And, um, you know, I think <clears throat> that's where he ought to be batting. If he's ever going to, you know, get in the England team, that's, that's where he'll get in. He won't get in in the middle order, that's for sure. I think he got a good ball as well, didn't he? Worth mentioning that. He did, yeah, absolutely. He got one one of the very few ones that lifted and left him. He couldn't do much about it. And he'd been batting really nicely up to then. They didn't hang about, did they? They scored quickly. I noted down 84 balls there, partnership, I think. And then Lamanby and Goldswell, there's only 83 balls. So the score runs quickly without taking risks, necessarily. Just kept the scoreboard ticking. Yeah, good positive batting, wouldn't it? 
and and Lewis Goldsworthy, I think I, I interviewed him on the, uh, the second evening and asked him about that, and he he said he had set out to, to bat a bit more positively, a bit more proactively than he than um, in his in his innings last season, and I think he looked a, a better player for it. Yeah, I mean, and Tom Lamaby as well, getting 100 after coming over for a bit of criticism. He always seems to get these runs in September. It would be nice if you got a few in April, uh, May, June, July, and indeed, well, doesn't really matter if he gets them in August because he's, he's up with the uh, with the Manchester Originals. He is averaging... Where am I looking here? 31.35, opening the batting all season. Now, he's coming for a bit of stick. Is that fair based on those numbers? Wasn't he like the highest averaging opener of the Nasty Cup after the first few rounds, something like that? I know, I know it'll be he was. in September, but... Yeah. He was. But I just, I think, you know, in a lot of innings this, this season, he's got to start. You know, he's got into the 20s or, or the low 30s, and then he's got himself out. You know, after a lot of um, letting the ball go past him outside the off stump and all the rest of it, and then when he tries to sort of unfurl a few shots, he nicks off into the slips or, or wicketkeeper. But um, yeah, he's you know he's a talented cricketer, and I hope I, I think he's got everything that it takes to succeed, and I hope he does succeed. Is it a case we, of it, sorry, Dixon Kit? You coming, go. Well, I just is Dixon coming back? Do we think? Yeah, he's, he's in the squad. For well, for this game, no. not for this game. I don't think. No, no he's, he's in, in the, the squad. squad. He'll come in for TKC, won't he? Oh, he could do. Yeah. 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 Yeah by scoring more hundreds, more contributions, match-winning contributions. Yeah. And, you know, maybe getting out a little bit more because he is getting himself in. And as you say, Gibbo, he's getting himself out. Just run through those numbers. 627 runs, best of 109, averaging 31.35. Strike rate of 47.6, 104 50s this year. And the one duck. He got some very useful runs phone. against Warwick. He got useful runs against Warwick mm-hmm. the first time around. He did. When everybody else was getting out in the second innings, he, he oh. arguably saved the game for us in that second innings. He so did. He, he's done it, 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 you know, sporadically. But I, I think he was very down on his confidence when I saw him down at the GS Bowl. I didn't actually interview him, but his. Um, his, his body language wasn't very positive. I think, you know, he was feeling a, feeling a bit down. He got out again. He hasn't had much luck with umpiring decisions. You know, it's it's been a very difficult season for him. And I, and I think, you know, hope, hopefully the clouds will lift now and he'll, he'll bat really well against against Warwickshire because we do need to end the season well yeah. this year. Last year we ended it really badly, being beaten by an innings down, down at Canterbury. This 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 year we really do need to to end it well to give us you know a little bit of a lift going into the winter and hopefully a good start again next summer. If it helps on Lammers, the stat before this game he averaged found he had an average twenty seven point three at five hundred nineteen runs before this game. So that's yeah, adds anything hmm. to it. Not great, massively. Not as no. You've got to say not as bad as Sean Dixon, but I suppose it's not not <laughs> utterly terrible. But again, not. Um, was not a, phenomenally. It's a jolly sight better than Sam Sam Billings and Joe Denley. If you look at what they've, they've been averaging, <laughs> I thought, yeah, and then Joe Denley looked brilliant against us. Typical Taunton. He did. They get, they get their best <laughs> score of the season at Taunton. He played him back into form. Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoy watching Joe Denley back. To be fair, credit where credit's due. He got out to bizarre, like innocuous ball, wasn't it? I thought he could have turned up and just kept batting all day, and nothing really happened, and just missed a straight one for Avon. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Forfa from the skipper. To be fair, last he's week I don't bowling. I don't we pressured him on his bowling last week, but he still found time to become the uh, uh, the fifth man in a five man seam attack, picking up a four for fifty four. Just bowling like Tom Abel does, really pitching it up, giving it a bit of wobble. 
he was so modest, wasn't it? When we spoke to him after play, Anthony, he was just modest, wasn't he? He said, oh, I'll only bowl when, when needed. I've got so many good bowlers, don't need me, especially mm. with Matt Henry. You know how much he loves Matt Henry and how good he was. Just reluctant to bowl. But he's, he, he bowls a one-four ball at least an over, but he can bowl a wicket-taking ball as well. You know, he's, 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 he's good to bring on. If you want to break a partnership, then bring Tom Abel on. He's, he's not mm. one to, you know, maintain a consistent line and length and build pressure on the batsman, all of that sort of thing. But um, he, he, he does make it, you know, he, he can swing it, he can move it off the seam, he bowls at a lively pace. And because he is a little bit inaccurate, the batsmen never know quite what's coming, which, you know, can be an asset as well as a, uh, a liability. I do seem to think he bowls quicker every time you see him bowl for Somerset. He seems to be a little bit quicker and follow through more. I love his follow through. He's so excited, get down there, feels superb of his own bowling, generally. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, seen the like notes that every season. Oh, Abel's put on a bit of pace. Yeah. So we're saying like in 2029, he's going to be sort of hitting like mid-90s, yeah. mid like Mark Wood pace. And you never know. Um, I I wasn't about much on Friday, but is it fair to say that the sort of the initial bursts of wickets were kind of due to the pitch having sweated a bit, um, bowling well with the new ball, and then once it, you know, got sort of mid-afternoon. The pitch had dried out, flattened out, and there was no real pros. Ooh, oh, excuse me, prospect of a result. I thought Lewis Gregory bowled one of the better opening spells I've seen him bowl this season or in a long time. I thought he was superb, and Jack Brooks yeah. was swinging it both ways. I thought they were yeah. absolutely superb and could have got more. To be honest with you, I agree with that. Absolutely, Harry, spot on. Is there, is there no case to be made for Jack Brooks having an extension for a year? Ship has sailed, I'm afraid. I I think it's more a personal thing with Brooksy. I think he wants. He's got. He, he doesn't live in Taunton. He still lives in Oxford, and he's got a young family. So I think it's more of a. He wants a, a sort of a move back there to um, sort of be near his family because it's it's quite. Yeah, he's, you know, he's been he's pretty sorry. explicit. He's not retired, is he? He's yeah. just. He's just not accepted either not accepted the contract renewal, or we, we've not offered it to one, or we just kind of come to an agreement that he is moving on, but. Yeah, I I would fully I you know wouldn't surprise me at all if he turned up uh, back at North Ants, um, or next season or Leicester or somebody or one of the North Ants would be a nice circle, wouldn't it? First year back in Division yeah. Two, just again to do a year at North Ants. I should have worn my headband again in two weeks <laughs> one more time, but I wear it next week. Yeah, it's uh, yeah we do wish him well. I think he's been a you know, really positive influence at, at Somerset and. Uh, yeah, sad to see him go, but uh, we do uh, wish him all the best. Oh, what else do we need to talk about then? Um, I suppose I did mention the pitch earlier. Speaking of people moving on, uh, Scott Hawkins is moving on. He's off to uh, a Premier League team, I believe, is the... Uh, not sure it's been named. No, I asked many people about this last week. There's a lot of conversations without asking him directly. I asked a lot of colleagues and no one seems to know. I don't know if maybe he's not sure yet. Maybe he's got two or three offers. Well, it's a it's a it's a one in twenty chance. Assuming we're talking about a football uh, Premier League team, um, I Ooh. think it's fair to say that the pitches at Taunton have left a little bit to be desired this season. Not necessarily in in their quality, but certainly in their liveliness and uh, disposition to produce a result. Yeah, but that's true of pitches just about everywhere. It's, I don't know why it is. I, I think it's modern drainage systems. I think that there isn't enough moisture underneath. And you just get these sort of... I mean, that pitch on uh, uh, last week was typical Taunton one. Looked yeah. green at the start. Misled Kent into putting Somerset in. Yeah. And didn't get it. it did a little bit on the first morning, but but not much. It just got flatter and slower mm. as the game game went on. And that's that's been the pattern. Not, not, yeah, not you got a set, you got a session and a half while it does a bit and then... Fill your boots. But it's like Kenton doing their research. Like, surely in this day and age of analysis, you watch a bit of the stream. You watch Somerset. Like, how did Kent not know that Somerset pitches yeah. look green and then it turns out to be flat? We've got to do is get through that 10 over period as Abel and Lambert showed. I thought. I suppose there's always a temptation. You turn up and it's, oh, this is green. And your analyst is going, don't do it. Don't do it. And you go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then, like, after three hours, you're like, oh, I went and did it. Well, you Damn. would choose Hogan, Arafat, and. You know, Bell Drummond to be born up to fair. It'd be a little bit different if you had Quinn and Gilchrist. Steaming mm. in. 
you need a quick bowler, don't you? Yeah. We we were light for pace as well. Yeah, we had an aged bowling attack, you could say, because they did very well, fairness. Yeah, Gregory Brooks, Wagner and Davey. I'm not sure what the combined age is, but it's got to be up there of a four-prong pace attack uh, in Division 1 of the County Championship this season. Um, well, Wagner went for 30 of his three, first three overs. It he did, was Wagner was, Wagner was dreadful in that yeah. first goal. Absolutely dreadful. I, but I tell you what, I, I was encouraged by Josh Davey. Yeah. He bowled, mm -hmm. I thought he bowled really well. You know, he bowled a few loose balls as well, but, but he probably got it to do more than anybody else other than, than Gregory and Brooks in their opening spells. But when he you know, when he came on as a second change, you know, it, that that was good to see after all the injury problems he's had this summer. Because he was named in really the twos, wasn't he, the week before. He was named in the twos and didn't bowl. Him and Casey didn't bowl. And he batted mm -hmm. and then he was in the gym. Well the twos were playing, he was in the Somerset first in June, thought it was a bit weird. And then suddenly he played. I was a little bit surprised to see him back. So yeah, big positive. Yeah. I wonder if there's any anything on the grapevine about bowling staffing for next year. I suppose we have nothing new to say about Gregory's contract. No. There was a Lewis Gregory post on the club. Congratulations, Lewis. 350 first-class wickets, um, but nothing about uh, a new contract. No, um, we had uh, rumours coming in about Jake Ball. Um, we put that at Tom last week, didn't he? He was I don't, uh, he was a bit. Uh, I'm not sure if he was feigning surprise or what. It's a bit difficult to really get uh, gauge someone's reactions on a tiny little window of a, of a screen. But you know, these these rumours are very rarely uh, without any sort of substance. There's no smoke without fire, as they say. So we shall uh, keep. Well, he our... is out of contact. Yeah, we shall keep our eye on the ball. If you'll excuse the pun. Dare I say he did bowl pretty poorly against us, though. When he came to Taunton, I was very disappointed with Jake Ball. It's not yeah. on commentary like I was slagging him off, but he, if he bowls terribly, I'm going to say he's bowling terribly. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the best audition. Let, well, or was it Harry? Eh? Well, or that's, was it? That's, well, TKC won yeah. 100 at Taunton. Doing a reverse TKC. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder whether um, Toby Rowland Jones is waiting to see if Middlesex are relegated before signing again. I take him. I'd be more excited about yeah. him. Yeah. He's, but he's getting on a bit. I mean, we well. did, yeah, can we, we are talking can 35. Find someone who's in their in their twenties rather than in their mid. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's difficult. It's you know these opening bowlers in the prime of their career that aren't on a central contract that are quality championship performers. They aren't grown on trees, and it's it, the frustrating thing is that 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 trio of Leonard Aldridge and Baker haven't really come on since we were talking about them. In dispatches, what two, three years ago now, as this, you know, the being the the big trio that was going to develop and develop and develop on this lovely smooth trajectory to one day be in our, our championship pace attack in four or five years' time. Get Ogborn in that trio, make it a quad. Yeah, Ogborn as well is uh, is certainly in there, and obviously then you going back to sort of the likes of, of um, what's he called, JT Language and uh, and, yeah, and various others. I mean, Leonard, Leonard is in the squad for tomorrow. Is old Ned Leonard. If he does play tomorrow, this is this is why I wasn't looking, trying to let you see my notes, Harry. When yeah. was the last time he played in the Championship for Somerset? Old Ned Leonard. Hampshire COVID. When everyone went down with COVID. Oh, it is, Harry. What's co oh, well, you're not having that because I've been in. Ham yeah, Hampshire yeah. game one, 2022. <laughs> it yeah, was, no, yeah. I it swear on the, my life, I did not see that in your notes. It was the, uh, yeah, it's the day oh, where me and you would have got game if we turned up at the Aegeus Bowl in our white. So that's... Gregory went down the night before, didn't he? Yeah. That's kind of saying something that, you know, we're talking about these guys being the next cabs off the rank and one of them hasn't played a championship game for the best part of two seasons I thought he would have played last week to be honest with you I don't think Dave was going to be fit no he wasn't he in the squad Dave he bowled a bit on the outfield so again I'm not sure if he's quite if he was quite there or not but he's well for the twos at times this year isn't it? I suppose that it was you know that was a, a must not lose game and I, I can understand the logic in going with your full strength side but uh, there's no I can't see any reason to not play him tomorrow um, at Edgbaston Ned Leonard in the one day cup 8 wickets at 47 apiece yeah Bobby Bobby Bracey compelling pretty sure no, Bobby but... <laughs> quite considerable impact on that to be fair well I know I feel like one day your one day game is always 2 or 3 years behind your, your Red Bull game because you've just got to be on it for the whole game any little mistake and you you know boom you're gone 
Whereas red ball cricket, you can you know put the fields wherever you like. Batters aren't necessarily always coming at you, and you've got a little bit more margin for error. Um, I guess you've got the power play as well. So yeah, two men out with some flat decks. Exactly. Now, I I commentated for uh, the BBC at Bristol, at Gloucestershire. Oh no! Sorry, Don't talk about that game oh. anymore. That's been erased my memories, Kit. This, if I, this I, isn't I, the rain affected 2020 where Van der Merwe smacked 50 off 20, uh, 13 balls last season you can stop talking Kev this, go this on carry two, on uh, two championship games at Bristol and uh, I saw Zaman Akhtar yeah bowl, both. Now he's they, they, Gloucestershire have got him on a one year contract I haven't heard anything about signing for 2024 he's quick mm. but not not just Van Troost quick but he's got you know he's got good accuracy in spells he, uh, we've probably got enough young bowlers but he, you know, he's got pace which perhaps our young bowlers don't quite have well I'm there tomorrow and he's out of contract isn't I'll, he I'll have a word mm, tomorrow shall I when I'm watching the England Ireland game I'll mm-hmm. have, a, have a chat with the Gloucestershire lot get Ed Middleton to have a word and get him down to Somersetshire I'm not sure it works like that, Harry. I'm not sure like being a, a sort of a quasi Somerset poaching scout walking up, going, "Hi, hi, Gloucester. Can we just have a word with all your players?" Yeah, might be worth it. Well, you never know. Yeah, it might work. I mean, but yeah, I mean, certainly one of the, the perennial questions that we keep getting is, you know, how worried about are you about the bowling attack for next year? Well, very because Brooks it, Brooks will be gone. Not necessarily that Brooks was. Always in the first eleven, but bloody hell, he was a useful squad player to have. And as we saw at Hampshire last week, he's still got it in him to uh, to to bowl well. Um, and then you're looking at you know, then you've got Gregory Overton and Davy, who are all slightly questionable with with injuries and fitness recently. Then you've got the the three of Baker, Leonard, and Aldridge who haven't come on as we would have wanted and then you've got sort of the next ones down like Ogbourne and um, uh, JT Language et al so it is I would suspect top of Andy Hurry and Jason Kerr's to-do list bowlers 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 give it two years and James Steen and Blaze Baker might come into it as well they're two pretty exciting talents but yeah I agree a few years away I'll I tell you what yeah. though on the on the ICC's future tour programme Next summer, apart from the World Cup, New Zealand have no international engagements between their tests in March and their tours in September. Matt Henry, Abe said he. Yeah. Job done. Get Matt Henry back. I mean, obviously. Abe said he gave him anything, didn't he? He did. Yeah, that was uh, Tom Abel's. Uh, yeah, blank check. Any bowler you like, buy Matt the contract, and Tom Abel is buying Matt Henry out of his New Zealand central contract. So we're getting for the whole summer. Which would be ideal if uh, if we be, could do that. That would be the sign of the summer. It would be, but yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, you can add add to that list Peter Siddle, who's um, who who won't be coming back. So yeah, we Henry Siddle and Brooks need replacing. Um, what about a what about a Pakistani fast bowler? Because we've got good contacts in Pakistan, have we not? Good for the hits on YouTube and Twitter. Good yep. for the socials. Ben Warren would love that. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Azhar Ali and, and yeah, all the other Pakistanis we've had. Yeah. Yeah. There seem to be some very promising young, quickish Pakistani bowlers. Are we talking Nassim Shah <laughs> Harris Ralph or the, the level below that might be more available? I would think the level below, possibly, would, yeah. who might be more available. Yeah, it would yeah. be good to have someone who isn't going to be going off to the um, T20 World Cup. The trouble is they they're coming here as well, aren't they? They they're playing Netherlands and Ireland and England about I think about eight eight or nine T20s before the World Cup. Mm. The Australians mm. are complete are completely vacant on the schedule, like New Zealand next summer. Something like a Berendorf. I don't know. We wouldn't put any name out there, but like. Wouldn't be quite in the Australian <laughs> side anymore, but could be Spencer just well, Spencer Johnson would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Was he the guy that Brisbane Heat that? Yeah. Took the one run in uh, Dewitt Boldy's um three point two overs one run in the other competition. Don't know anything about that, but I know he's very good in the big bash. They acted like he was yeah. unheard of in that other competition when I knew his <laughs> name beforehand, so but I think talking as as we are, there is no real 
solution in the sense of you are never ever now going to get a player for the whole summer like the good old days where you just you know drop the contract in Vivian Joel's pigeonhole at the end of September and it'd be signed and they'd be back the year after it's I've got a stat for yeah. that actually oh go on then there's, I think it's 85 overseas players have been used this year I think that's with one round to go well, well, a rounds ago I read in the Captain Championship it was about right it could, you know, could they get to 100 was the chat this was I think it might have been in the cricketer a couple of weeks ago so it might be more than 85 now but like you just said like the days when they were all I think Middlesex only had Peter Milan didn't they yeah that's nearly five each that's some good go well we must have had what have we had Bancroft Henry Sodi Siddle Wagner Wagner Sody. what about the championship uh, Sodi that's five we had more than five Monday Cup Curtis Camphor oh Curtis Camphor yeah that's it so we've had six at, at Taunton it feels like there's more than that Sorry, I, probably I feel like we're missing one I think that's it three Kiwis an Aussie an Irish mm-hmm. do we feel like short term overseas signings aren't the best you don't really get the value of them I'm I'm kind of going from the immediate uh, immediate learned experience of Cameron Bancroft and potentially Neil Wagner but also looking at um, years gone by of uh, what was he called? Murley VJ, the the spinner we had last year. What was he called? Sajid Khan. Imam Mulhak. Imam Mulhak. Yeah, did I write? Abdurrahman, how far back we go? Well, as long as you want. Uh, <laughs> our full list was Bancroft, Camphor, Henry, Siddle, Sodium, and Wagner. So oh, that's six. Yeah. And uh, 34 players, some set of used this year, which is uh, quite frightening <laughs> when you think about it. Um, I think Hampshire have used about 16. Yeah, I was thinking that. What, actually. across all formats? No, no, in the championship. I was thinking on the way here, I think Hampshire are a better side than Essex. They've got better bolt, the batting, the bowling, yeah. and Liam Dawson's got to be the best all-rounder in the country other than Ben Stokes. He's the third in their run-scoring charts, third in their wicket-taking charts. He hasn't even played every game. And you wouldn't think a spinner suits in April and some of the decks they played on. I think he's yeah, been very hard done by Liam Dawson. Well, the, yeah. the the elephant in the room is that if you take one particular player out of the Essex eleven, and they're a very very different side. Yeah. Who could you be talking about, Kit? I wonder. He hasn't had such a great season, has he? Well, you say that, and he's still got fifty wickets. Is the scary thing, and he doesn't seem as yeah. good as his seventy wicket season, however. But he's not quite the force that he was. I think. I think Jamie Porter and Sam Cook are the. Uh, the secret of Essex success you know on, on the sort of pitches we get they've been really really effective up top I think you just find that Harmer just is scoring runs and he's probably got yeah I mean, oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good bowler but he's not quite not quite the force that he was I don't think maybe because the pitches don't offer him as much but I think people have got after him a lot more readily yeah. this Tom Pratt okay. against him do you watch any of that when Somerset is raining, I was mm. watching Tom Press taking down Simon Harmer. That was great to watch. He batted beautifully. Mm. So where do we think they'll go for uh, the game at Edgbaston tomorrow? What I think they'll do, which is not necessarily what I would do, is they go Dixon, Lamb and be Abel, Emid, Goldsworthy, Rue, Banton, Gregory, Brooks or Leonard. I'm not sure which way they'll go there. Uh, Wagner and Davey. What I would do is go Lamanby, Abel, Goldsworthy, Umi, Banton, Rue, Gregory, Leonard, Brooks, Wagner and Davy. So you wouldn't have Dixon in the side? Nope. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know whether he's going or not, but it's because, you know, paternity leave and all of that. I'm with you. I'm with Ian. Uh, I think Banton at seven is is a needlessly long line. It's lineup. a waste. Isn't it? Waste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, four four for me is the position for Banton, and just say go for it, son. But then, as I as I have said previously on social media, I would be saying that to Banton for an entire season. Hmm. Yeah. Would you bat him ahead of TKC? Would you? Would you have Banton at four, TKC at five when they're both playing? <sighs> what I mean? What? What? That would what? be exciting. <laughs> To, you see, to me, that's a no. That's a no-brainer. I really do scratch my head about it. Four, five. I mean, Banton at five would be okay, but 
Oh, it's a it's a mystery. But yeah, look, I, I would be the same as Ian. I would um, I, w- I would uh, play the extra bowler. You're trying to fit eight into six, I guess. Leave out back. It's been a story all season, really. And it's been exacerbated by okay. We think we not necessarily solve the problem, but ease it slightly by Bartlett going off to Northants, and then all of a sudden Andy Mead has scored all these runs in the One Day Cup, and then he's done well, and he's got his chance batting at four in the Championship, couple of forties. Um, I can't believe he's number four. It, I always thought he was an opener. I, I find that bizarre. I thought yeah. last September, I thought we learned two things about our batting order. And one was that Goldsworthy was, you know, absolutely nailed on in the top yeah, six. Me too. And the other was that was that Banton had proved himself with that concussion substitute century he got, and then he got injured. But so you know, Banton and Goldsworthy, mm. and you know, Bartlett was was I thought Banton Goldsworthy Bartlett was what we learned by the end of last season. And then when we came round to April, it's like someone pressed a reset button, and not, none of them were in the top six. I thought we were going to have one of those three, and I thought it would have been Goldsworthy of those three in the top six. Not sure if they panicked a bit with Abel being potentially unavailable for two or three games, which is why they signed Bancroft, and then mm. having to keep Bancroft in the side because he was your overseas, then just kind of exacerbated that problem of, of, of getting these guys in. We might have been better off without Bancroft, and as much as I love Neil Wagner, we didn't need him at all. He's just stopping Ned Lennon from having a couple of free September chances. Mm. He's not the bowler he was, that's for sure. No. Chalk that down to another disappointing uh, September overseas. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the outfield is going to be renovated from tomorrow. There's an out. There's a. Uh, uh, I'm not sure of the outfield or is it is it the, the square? But there is some there is some renovation going on. That's for the same every for the last how many years. Couple of car parks will be unavailable, um, or something like that. But I, I it says it's got to be done by the end of October, and uh, last season it wasn't done by the time the season started. So uh, let's hope they're a little bit more uh, accurate in their in their observations uh, this time around. Uh, you uh, you bemoaned the Gibbo. You bemoaned the uh, the six or seven pallets worth of loam that were uh, stacked Ongar up. Loam. Ongar loam. Ongar loam, all the way from Essex. Yeah, putting Essex loam on our pitch feels like when like an Arsenal fan buried an Arsenal shirt in the foundations of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> this feels wrong. Can we not get some Somerset loam? Well, there is mended loam. Mended loam is the stuff. Let's well, get mended loam then. If we need the, enough. if we need loam, we should be getting it from those bloody. Oh. Yeah. I've had enough commentators call it the mended hills, not the Quantock hills. So we may as well have the mended yeah. hills. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some proper Somerset mended loam in next season. Hopefully, the new uh, the new head uh, groundsman will uh, will be listening and uh, make it so for next season uh what else is going on oh you can vote for your uh player of the season uh have a look at somerset social media for the link to that uh, i'm not quite sure why well, I've, he is leaving but uh uh george bartlett's not available to vote for if you were planning on voting for george bartlett but obviously uh as he's off to pastures new it's understandable why he's uh he's not there uh quick straw poll gents who's uh, who's your supporters for your player of the year so far well, it's quite <laughs> obvious, isn't it? I guess it's, I don't know. It's only one contender, James Rue, of course. Yeah. yeah. Not Matt Henry. I think that's a waste of a poll. Oh, well, Matt Henry, yeah, he's a, you know, but he James James Rue has been the breakthrough player of the, and not just in Somerset, but arguably in the whole country this season. Yep. Yeah. There must be various awards that he's in contention for nationwide. It'd be interesting to All see of them, how much probably. West Country Bias comes in there, the Regency Bias. Will he get PTA awards? Will he get recognised nationally? Oh, he's got to get Young Player of the Year, surely. Well, we've said yeah. that. I mean, we, we said Hilda from Trigo should play for England, surely, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing was quite interesting about that, that poll is, I guess for completion, they've got to put every player that's represented Somerset on that list. But I can't see anybody... To be fair, voting for Danny Lamb, and I, uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody would have moaned if he was not on that list. Oh yeah, it's a bit odd that Lamb's on there and Bartlett's not. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I think there should be some sort of tracking on these things. You do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. If anybody does genuinely vote for Danny Lamb, they should just be, you know, they should ping a little flag up or something, and that person should just be totally excommunicated from the the Cooper Associates County. Someone's doing that, aren't they? Is it four counties he's had this year? Oh, I don't know. Lancashire, Gloucestershire, Somerset, and then he's going to Sussex. I think that'll be his fourth county in eleven months or something. Oh Christ! Well, it's just the way at the moment, isn't it? It's just so easy with players to move around without any kind of apparent logic. I know it's to get them cricket, but it just seems totally, totally, totally daft to me. What else is going on? Should we pop over to our listeners' questions? I think we've probably answered most of them already, but uh, let's scoot on over to my Twitter notifications, which despite me having primed them, have decided to reload. Ah, oh, Matthew Lappin has said, "Should we be looking at signing a domestic bowler or two? Who would you like to see take polls at the Cooper Associates County Ground? Who's considering for TKC bash and push bands up to five? Question mark. Um, well, I've given my team. Are you kind of all in broad agreement with that? Yeah, that would be my yeah. eleven. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think the tricky one is whether will one of Davy." Or Brooks or Gregory miss out to give Leonard a game. I think Dixon in for TKC, but it's, it, we, there might be a nigger we don't know about. Do you know what I mean? Often one of these guys has got something going on that means he might want to rest, even though it's the last game of the season. And um, yeah, I think uh, we're every week now we're going to be talking about signing a domestic bowler or two, maybe three, maybe four, even five. <laughs> Uh, Tom Potter with Siddle calling it time in his career in England Henry playing at the T20 World Cup and seeing Gregory yet to pen a new deal should we be concerned about bowling options next year across all formats Tom you must be a new listener it's been a perennial theme for the last <laughs> year probably um, and I think that was it, it was a fairly uh, a fairly light bunch of questions today Uh Mike Unwin said, oh, I was pop one in. Uh, it's his favourite song oh, to sum up, sum up the season so yeah. far. That's really good, that is. I hope you're going to sing it. Uh, mine from the film slash musical Grease. Summer days drifting away to other summer nights. I have actually sung this on Radio 5 Live. <laughs> this is, oh, this is, yeah, this is a story. There was some yeah. bloody competition on there, like a kid's Saturday mornings. Oh, this must be early nights. Now they had a kids like uh, it was kind of like going live or live and kicking, but on the radio. And there was a karaoke competition, and I duetted that with Yvette Fielding off of the Blue Peter and and that Ghost program. And that has to be true because there's no way you'd make up something that ridiculous. So there we go. Mm. So I, I've no but idea. It, I'm is, it, to is, do. it is very appropriate for yeah. Somerset season. Summer days drifting away to the summer nights oh, at well, the well, Cooper well, Associates well. County Ground. <laughs> well, 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 yes, yeah, so obviously the the in, the inference summer there is that the days are Championship cricket. At the seams, but oh, those summer Go on, then. Nice. Oh, you're not. That's Gibbo. That's beautiful. You're not quite hitting the high notes, though. <laughs> well, it's very good because we had yeah. fantastic nights yeah. at the county ground in the T20. And the days in the county championship haven't been quite so good. There's your title for the podcast Anthony Gibson Sings. Live <laughs> <laughs> are you going in for Britain's Got Talent next year, Gibbo? Or as, a, as an employee of the BBC, are you. Uh, are you prevented from uh, crossing sadly, over to the competition? Sadly, sadly contractual issues will prevent me. Yeah. Oh. There's always a, hang on, BBC owns Strictly Come Dancing, of course. There's always that. <laughs> no. I don't think that's very good for podcasts. <laughs> no. I heard a rumour that Trigo was trying to get himself on Strictly Come Dancing a couple of years ago. but uh, Stuart Broad would be on it already, wouldn't he? Oh, probably. Yeah. Um. What other question? I think that was it. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're on top of your suggestion for uh, uh, for lyrics to sum up Somerset's 2023 season. What song would we like to sum up 2024, apart from We Are The Champions? Just drop that one in there and we'll, we'll try and fill silence for everyone <laughs> has a think. 
Yeah, we don't plan any of this kit yeah, at all. You, you're all. finding this out now. <laughs> just I'll have a random thought and then just fire it out there, and then talk. Uh, well, I just, I'm I'm very keen for us to finish sixth because of this strange record we have. You oh, know, the old two six two six two six. Last year we came. We, first year since 2012, we we fell off that particular horse. Mm. So the idea we're going to come sixth again is very satisfying. Yeah, what can we finish? It's fifth, sixth, or seventh, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, yeah, if my memory's right. Oh, the table's looking. Well, oh yeah. Sorry, only need a handful of points to clinch the championship. We should beat Warwickshire. Go above them. It's gonna be. It's a top three in it. No, we can't go above Warwickshire with thirty points behind. Oh. We can get. We can get. We finish either fifth, sixth, or seventh. Mm, that's right. My mass is right. Yeah, and Durham are up. And um, yeah, Worcester need Worcestershire nearly up. An absolute catastrophe to not come up at the expense of Leicestershire, which would be two nice grounds to go to next year. Is is there an official podcast position on Kent or Middlesex who we want to stay up? Oh, I don't think we've got much beef with either of them, to be honest. The Lords away trip is always a nice one, but then the Canterbury's equally as, as nice. I'd rather see Kent stay up, but I don't see it happening. I think Middlesex is stronger than Kent. I'd like to see Kent stay up as well because I prefer Canterbury to Lords. Yeah, and, and they think <laughs> yeah, they're I, interesting. I, nice to see. I find I, I find Middlesex a bit whingy, but uh, they do have a very nice commentator on the BBC. So fifty-fifty. <laughs> um, I suppose if Kent do go down, then Mr. Our President Sir Peter Wanless will uh, will uh, avoid the uh, the split loyalties game once a year, at least in the Championship. Um, but now I've got no real, no real preference. Kent or no, nobody from Kent or Middlesex is on the list, as far as I'm aware. So, <laughs> I'll sort that out. What else we got going on? I think that's it. Oh, Kit, you had some news about Shepton Mallet, which you were going to give to Gibbo, which I'm sure will brighten his. his well, Gibbo will know already about the developments at Shepton Mallet this summer. Which developments? The developments involving Perry. Perry? Oh, what, the revival of Baby Sham? <laughs> of course he knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's good to see it back. I mean, not not, not been <laughs> one of my favourite beverages over the years, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's um, it was uh, it was iconic, I think is the word, isn't it, mm -hmm. for Shepton Mallet? Well, the the oh. showerings have brought back the factory and I gather that last uh, last fortnight or so a new refurbished baby sham fawn was yeah. put up the roof. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I no. know they were going to. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's good, isn't it? Very good. I didn't know they still made baby sham. I've I've seen it in a pub for well, about twenty years. Oh they're actually oh so it wasn't being made elsewhere. It's actually coming back it's a being, being brought back, yeah. Oh so there. Wow. Well, I don't want to say and on that bombshell, but <laughs> <laughs> do we have any other business, chaps? Before we knock this on the head for tonight. Oh, Warwick should name their squad for tomorrow if anyone's interested. Thirty-man squad. I would guess Benjamin and one of the seamers would be the two to miss out. Whether Miles is fit to play again because Rushworth and Hannah Dolby will most definitely play. Whether Henry Brooks and Craig Miles both play would be interesting, but. And just see Craig Brathwaite, bit of a limpet at the top. You know, Rob Waite, the gates will probably open. They've won a couple in a row, haven't they, Warwick here? So could be three and three if they. But no Sam Hain, thank goodness. No, uh, off fine. with England. Yeah, well, Will Rhodes got 100 last week, didn't he? So, captain. He did, yeah. Yeah, be nice to see TKC uh, smashing it at the. Uh, uh, at the uh, what do we call it now? The seats. unique seats. Yeah. Bright seats side. Unique. Bright side. Kingdom. Horrible. No, it's not bright side anymore. <laughs> do, do we have, do we have a definitive before we go? Do we have a definitive answer why they seem to always get one days and t twenties and we don't? Closer, closer for people to get to. Don't want to go an extra hour on the M5 today. Probably, but capacity grand grand capacity. They got. It's not going to be a million miles away, and you can't tell me that that game against Ireland is going to be a sellout. Better Wi-Fi in Bristol, maybe. 
Well, Taunton's, <laughs> Taunton's a nicer ground, and I'm not saying that as biased. It is objectively a nicer ground. Oh, even the Gloucestershire fans said that. Bristol's <laughs> horrible. Even Stephen Lamb, who lives in Bristol, <laughs> drives down from Bristol to Somerset. Somerset. Yeah, it's some, Taunton is easier to get to. It's a five-minute walk from the train station, and it's five minutes off the M5. You know what? The broadcasting infrastructure is probably better at Bristol. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the uh, television cameras, oh. not to mention not to mention the BBC radio commentary box as well. No oh, have no you had any word on that yet, Gibbo? <laughs> no, not, not oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. After three or four, how long have you been in that? Was it three years you've been down in that thing now? Um, two, I think. Oh dear. But yeah, I well, mean, so aside from the broadcasters' logistics, Taunton is objectively better. And let's be fair, they have, they do broadcast cricket from Taunton before. It's not beyond the wit of man to get the cameras in the right place. They have done both international and domestic fixtures. So sort your lives out, Sky and ECB. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> I'm going to go and have some supper. Oh, what are you having, Gibbo? Nothing very exciting. Is this is this in the in the Premier Inn menu, or are you going to venture down the students' no, union? It's not, pre- it's not a it's not a Premier Inn. It's it's quite it's quite smart, but it's um, as I say, it's right in the middle of Birmingham University. Oh, pop pot noodle in the microwave. Yeah, yeah if you're in the student village. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah wake up at four o'clock, watch Countdown. Job done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It's what students do, isn't it? I don't know. Are you you're not venturing into the student union then, Gibbo, and uh, let and no, see no, what real hell they've got a, there. With that singing voice, it should be a burger, I expect. Yeah, go burger on karaoke, Gibbo. That would be a laugh. I would pay to watch that. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Mondays is karaoke nights at Birmingham Students Union. I'll I'll give a rendition of um, summer days and summer nights on the um, sometime in the course of the next four days. All right, happy days, Gibbo. Well, enjoy your call at Edgbaston over the next uh, few days, uh, Kit. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for stepping into the breach and making your always look on the bright side of life debut. Uh, if you are available in the future, please don't hesitate to to let me know. Or if this experience has been so harrowing <laughs> that you now require counselling, uh, please contact my insurance company. Harry, uh, thanks for coming across uh, as always. And uh, oh, don't forget the uh, Somerset End of Season dinner is on October the 5th. There's a few tickets remaining, so uh, please do uh, pop along and uh, get your tickets there. Are you going, Harry? If you're still deciding. Oh, yeah, still probably. Oh, we should also mention the WPA Predictions League. I looked at the leaderboard earlier. Thomas Rue's in 49th. I'm in 20th. Ben Warren's in 11th. So if you're doing your WPA predictions, you've got to answer two questions before tomorrow. I haven't done that all year. I think it's top run scorer and top. I, I preferred it when he just did it at the start of the season and forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, because then I put goals with him as my top run scorer and they didn't pick him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I oh, Kim, was just unceremoniously <laughs> bugging off while we're talking nonsense. Uh, right, yeah, and another thing you need to know, Kit, is we do take about fifteen minutes to end the podcast because uh, stuff always. Uh, just pops into people's heads we will officially call that a night uh best of luck to tom abel and the boys up at edgerton tomorrow and we'll catch up with you next week <laughs>